Hi, everyone. Welcome to Coffee with the Queen. I'm Nicole. And I'm Cindy. And we'd like to welcome you back for this week's episode of Coffee with the Queen. Today, Cindy and I are sharing our tips for getting through those dreaded holiday parties. (laughs) Truth is, all you need is a little help from your coffee. Always. All you ever need always is a little help from your coffee. That's true. So most of what's covered in today's podcast is available as an entry on our blog, coffeewiththequeen.com, and accessible via links in our podcast site, coffeewiththequeen.podbean.com. All right, so holiday parties. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm not the most social person and that I really need to try at events, including, and probably especially for me, holiday parties. I'm not sure why, but I find most holiday parties to be slightly tense and awkward with at least one attendee who needs to be handled like a hand grenade with a faulty <laughs> pin. So it's like that one wrong move or one wrong word and they explode and start rattling off everything they dislike about their lives. And they're like, but it's okay. And they kind of sit there and treat you like you're a self-help, and not even guru, but just like captive at the moment. Yeah, it's like you're Lucy from the Charlie Brown cartoon. All of a sudden, it's like the doctor is in. Yes, yes, exactly. And can anyone who knows me knows that it's not my role. I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm much more of the suck it up and be quiet. And they are awkward. These parties are awkward. Super awkward. Like, I didn't ever want to see my bosses drinking. Right. I didn't really want to tell them about my personal life. Right. Like, then you're stuck talking to the creepy person that you're usually trying to avoid. It's just, they're painful for everybody. I mean, and typically, if you've made friends at work, you're going out with them socially. Yeah. You don't need to meet them at a forced holiday event. I mean, honestly, if you make friends at work, you try not to meet at work events because you want to gossip a little and talk about your personal lives. <laughs> right. Or you want to forget all about work. You want to forget all about work. Yes. Yes. I don't know if you remember, Nicole, but I went to one of your corporate uh, holiday parties with you. Prob- I do remember one. Yes. When I do remember you came to one of them and there was a very entertaining host. The executive assistant slash highly entertaining host. Yes, highly entertaining. Yes. And your coworkers, and it was awkward. Oh, they're so awkward. Yeah. They're so awkward. Like, I don't want to see coworkers flirting. I don't want to hear about personal life. I don't want the gossip. I don't want them to ask me questions about my life because my first instinct is to be like, why do you want to know? So I always get very tense before these events. And I particularly find the sneaky ones, I'm just going to call them like the very sneaky ones to be the most painful. Those are the ones that happen at the end of the workday or right after work. So you can't even escape or get out or say that your car broke down or your train was late. You're stuck. You got to go. Painful. Yeah. Those where they're like, okay, so let's all take this to the bar and just continue this discussion. And what are you going to say? Right. You have to go. Right. If you want to keep your job, you've got to go. And so this is where spiked coffee comes in. Spiked coffee. Spiked coffee can be a great friend, a helper, treat, your secret little cup of security. That's what we're going to talk about today, is how to spike your coffee in a subtle, secret way, so only you know that you're having your own little party going on. Like My ideas are not to share, it's really an every woman out there for herself type of uh, party survival tactic. Right, but it's just, you know, that way to ever so slightly take that edge off so that you can handle what these people are saying just, you know, just a little bit more calm. Yes, for me, it helps control my facial reactions to the things they tell me. For some reason, without alcohol, my eyebrows and my eyes get a little bit too expressive. Right. With a little touch of alcohol, I can get that glazed over look so you can tell me about all your childhood trauma and your husband and how this guy hasn't called you back. And I can listen without 
betraying my true emotions. Yes. So, or my true thoughts on the whole topic. As I was saying at the yoga studio, the alcohol helps me to roll my third eye instead of both of the ones that you're looking at. <laughs> so this way you don't know that I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that, Cindy. You've yeah, got you've a seen. pretty good eye roll there. I a lot of freaking eye rolls. Anyway, go on, Nicole. Go on. So tell okay. me. Tell me some of your tips. So step one is always go for a latte or a frothy drink. Okay. So if you enjoy flavored coffees, go for a flavored latte as the flavoring oil aroma can overpower every other aroma in the cup. And then the foam of the latte will mask the dilution in the coffee. So if anyone happens to peer into your drink, they won't see that it's got... You know, when you add alcohol to coffee, it becomes a little diluted. You can see a little bit more of the oils start to separate. So dollop of of milk foam or cream hides that. Yeah, flavored oils too, right? Like mint. Yes. Yes, exactly. So generally, sweeter alcohols like chocolate, liqueur, rum, Kahlua, and bourbon are very good in lattes and have the added benefit of blending in nicely with the coffee's natural aroma. So they're less likely to draw attention in the cup if you happen to be standing next to someone. If you don't like flavored lattes or coffees, that's okay. All you need to do is pretend you do, which brings us to step two. Okay. So step two is pretend you're drinking a flavored coffee by adding an alcohol to your coffee and then telling people that it's a flavored drink. Right. (laughs) So if you want to ask a drop of whiskey to your coffee, for example, tell people that you're having an Irish cream flavored coffee. Even though you're really having an Irish coffee, they don't need to know that. Right. You can just say, no, that aroma is from the flavored coffee. You know, looking just through our list of flavored coffees, we have Broad Street Bourbon that you yeah. can drop a little bourbon into. We have Little Roadie Rum, which you could drop some rum into, which is really good. Uh, Clue and Cream. Buttered Rum. Buttered Rum. Chocolate Orange, which is like Cointreau. So there's lots of flavored coffees out there that mirror alcohol aromas. So I would say select one of those and just tell people that that's what you're drinking. They can go Google it. They'll find it. Unless you drink way too much, nobody will ever know that you've just spiked your cup. And my mom in particular, she loves anything with a Cointreau flavor. So she loves to add a drop, about a half shot of Cointreau and a drop of chocolate liqueur into her coffee for a dessert cup. Yeah, delicious. It's, it's really good. And it just smells like you're having a Christmas blend latte. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to be careful with that Cointreau because it, it packs that punch <laughs> that you're not expecting. Yeah, responsible sipping. Like you got to remember you're at work. Right. This is just to, as Cindy said, take the edge off, make it tolerable. Not to make it enjoyable. We're not even going for enjoyable. We're going <laughs> for tolerable. Right. I mean, I'm going to give you another little tip. You know, Listerine makes those little dissolvable strips that dissolve on oh. your tongue. So yeah. if you're doing this and you have those Listerine strips handy... You can just cover up any, any possible scent that's remaining on your breath. Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to know. That's true. I bet everyone can tell that we both lived in New York for too long. (laughs) Okay. So snooping around online, I found how others have used in this handy little hidden coffee cocktail trick, including four drinks that I'd never heard of. So the first is a Cafe Brasileiro, and I apologize if if I hack this pronunciation, which is made from coffee, cachaca, did I say that right? Yeah, I have no idea. Cachaca. Coffee, cachaca, chocolate liqueur, and a simple syrup. And then it's often topped with a vanilla-flavored heavy cream. Oh, my God. There's so many things there. Nobody's going to know. I know, but it sounds good. Yeah, delicious. I can't believe I don't know this drink. Cachaca is sweet. How did I never make this? I don't know, because this sounds really sweet. I mean, this probably would have been, had I known about this drink, this probably would have been my winter version of a mojito Mm. when I lived in New York. But I think it's definitely worth 
trying if you had some little nips or whatever those little bottles are called near your desk. <laughs> um, the next step is the French Connection coffee, which I assure you is actually very French in flavor. So the French Connection coffee is made with black coffee, amaretto, and cognac. It's really good. Yeah, I've done something similar to this. It's really good. But the one warning, I mean, we, we made this here this afternoon, and it's very hard to mask the amaretto aroma, which is phenomenally powerful. So if you choose to do the French Connection coffee, like I strongly recommend you have a box of amaretti cookies on hand to just kind of toss into the party pastry bar. Yeah, because it's an almond-like flavor. And so if you yes. mask it with a stronger almond scent, nobody's going to know. Yes, exactly. All right, so the next one I found, and I think you'll like this, Cindy, was a spiced rum and caramel latte. Oh, yeah. And I like, just love everything about the sound of it. Yeah. So it's like that spiced rum is beautifully kind of balanced off by the sweetness of the caramel. Then just topped, I would top it with probably a vanilla whipped cream, hmm. or vanilla milk foam, because I love vanilla. And I like the flavor of vanilla and rum together. But that sounds to me like this is like a perfect holiday party latte. Yeah. And the final spike drink that we came across was a Kahlua vodka vanilla latte, which has a lot going on, but it's basically a super sweet version of a white Russian in a latte. That right there, folks, unfortunately exhausts my coffee spiking skills, but I do have a few more tips for holiday party sufferers. Okay. If you're going to bring your spiked coffee with you, keep a lid on hand. If possible, a very tight lid that doesn't have one of those sipping tabs. Alcohol aroma will be strong, and the more you contain it in the cup, the less likely any of your colleagues are going to notice that you're drinking, like literally drinking on the job, even though you're at the party, you're still on the job. Honestly, Nicole, yeah, I have that right there in my tip in front of me, a, a solid travel mug with a top that locks into place. Yeah. The lid's going to last the smell. Nobody's going to know. Yeah. You want that tight lid. Yeah. Step two is remember the goal. That's what I'm going to call tipsy sober. Aiming for tolerable. Right. Not trying to have fun. Not trying to get drunk. Are still at work. You've got to get home still. So go easy on it. Remember, you just want to take off the edge. Yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, it's a regular drinking tip anyway. Keep a big bottle of water next to you. Stay hydrated. Let's keep the alcohol at a minimum. Just enough to take the edge off. Yes. And that's it for me. I hope that, you know, my my focus, and I know it sounded pretty selfish, was for the party shy, less social, of like every woman's out there fending for herself to survive this party. <laughs> Tip, um, I think Cindy now is going to share her coffee cocktail advice with you. And I think she plans on taking everyone along on her tipsy journey. What? And I was what? just kind of like all out for me. <laughs> I <laughs> always to try go, to take everybody with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one more thing, you know. If you don't like a hot drink, so your mug is open, let's say, and you're trying to hide the fact that there's alcohol in it, keep the mug close to your face and just keep blowing on it. People are just going to assume it's hot coffee and they might even be afraid to come near you in case you should spill it. So just keep blowing on your mug. Nicole, they're just going to assume you're holding a a mug of hot coffee if it's in a regular mug. That was just my last tip for like (laughs) not letting anybody know it's an alcoholic drink. That's true. I mean, too bad they can't get a little bit of dry ice to just put in a little tab like somewhere, you know, where they're obviously not going to drink it. Close to the the sip pole, whatever that sip tab. It looks like it's steaming. Yeah, it's like you need a little dehumidifier in your mug. Yeah, I think maybe you should work on this. I mean, maybe this yeah. could be a popular gift item. Hey, now. Years to come when people go back to the office. Yeah. Or to get through the family parties, too. You know, I've been focusing on work, but sometimes, sometimes family parties can be just as painful. 
that's pretty much a nice transition because I'm going to talk about family parties a little bit. Okay. So as Nicole stated, we took decidedly different approaches to the concept of alcohol helping you through the holidays. <laughs> so my take is more of an all for one, one for all type of vibe. The thought yeah, mine being was just for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, my thought was that a little tipple would help everyone relax, not just yourself. And my thought was, you get everybody tipsy, they're going to tell you all their problems. And it's just, <laughs> that is. The exact opposite of what I was aiming for. Yeah, you know, there's a little risk involved here, and I will admit it, she might be right. But either way, I'm going to begin with a little disclaimer before I get into this. I am in no way suggesting that you get unsuspecting people drunk, okay? Because I'm going to talk about hiding the flavor of alcohol in your drink. But you should never, never let somebody drink without telling them there's alcohol in the drink. Know your audience. And whether or not you're in the right crowd before you continue with any or all of the suggestions that I'm going to bring up. That being said, my big question was, how can I include alcohol and coffee in a giant holiday punch bowl that all the relatives will gather around without anyone knowing that it's actually spiked quite a lot? I mean, historically, at least in my family, all of my relatives expect me to make them some sort of coffee drink. So wouldn't it be nice if I could figure out a way to take the edge off of all of those contentious holiday discussions, even if it was ever so slightly? So as I said earlier, I understand that this could backfire. Yes, I was going to say, I mean, don't, (laughs) I feel like alcohol, so, but maybe our families are different. I feel like my family better behaved when just a little tips, just mostly sober. We keep our mouths shut. I, I hear you. When you get alcohol involved, they get chatty. I mean, my first thought originally was that you're really, really annoying Aunt Karen. Instead of going on and on and on about how long it took for her to get there and how bad the traffic was and how many right turns she took, (laughs) maybe she'll just pass out by the fire and just like have a snooze. That was my first thought. So maybe you should have a little cup of Benadryl right by the punch. Be like, these are my favorite pink (laughs) pills. So I said, as I understood that this could back, backfire, alcohol could make some people less inhibited. You could be throwing a monkey wrench into that already complicated situation. I understand that. But I am never one to back away from entering a little chaos into any situation. You love a little chaos. I do like a little chaos. So, you know, let me go further into that. Being of a scientific nature, I decided I would investigate the best way to hide or mask or even just lessen the taste of alcohol in your drinks. I mean, my, my biggest uh, mindset about this was that the less likely my relatives were to know how much alcohol they were drinking, the more likely they would go back for seconds. And I was still like more on the idea that maybe they would, you know, fall asleep. Hmm. So I would never not tell them that the punch was spiked. But maybe I can encourage them just to like loosen up just a little bit more. Yes, I think it's also important to note that people have some alternative forms of transportation because you live more in the city oh absolutely i mean we're talking about a house party here yeah yeah guys because don't get them too drunk so they might just stay over i would never let (laughs) she doesn't want them to stay over i'm (laughs) saying they can pass out by the fire i'm fine with that as long as we're not fighting about politics i just want everybody happy yes okay so i have five tips for how you can lessen the flavor of the alcohol in your drinks so are you ready for my tips nicole i'm ready okay So the first one is to use good quality, clear alcohol. Yes. So flavors of clear liquids are easier to mask. And of the clear liquids, a high quality vodka is the most tasteless. 
So we were talking about this before. Dark liquids have a more distinct, less easy-to-hide flavor. <laughs> so if you're looking to eliminate or lessen the alcohol flavor, you should avoid whiskey, scotch, and bourbon. And if you're using rum, my experience is to use spiced rum and to spice it up even more by adding holiday favorites like cinnamon, star anise, clove, etc. And coffee is just going to help to like lessen the flavor of the rum when you add it. You can maybe even add a little apple or apple syrup. You can create a spicy hot drink similar to a traditional grog. It's really good. It's spicy. The alcohol flavor is barely noticeable. And after a few cups, as I said before, Ann Karen might be in a better mood or just possibly take a little nap by the fire. True. So the second way to mask the flavor of alcohol is just to dilute it. And of course, this is common sense. Obviously, the more mixer you add, the less noticeable the alcohol, or maybe just a touch of alcohol. Maybe you could just ever so slightly take the edge off. You still with me? Yes, I am. I know that I was just thinking something very bad. Uh-oh. I was thinking it would also be good for the, you know, most children are very well behaved. Oh my God, Nicole. But then there's a few <laughs> that just like crawl around all the time and do weird things. Like maybe they need just a little cup of punch. Like those guys I could see knocking out and just getting them to go to sleep. You just want to. Like, here, have this apple juice. Rub the apple flavored coffee <laughs> alcohol punch along their gums. Have and thimble size of apple juice. And then why don't you come sit right here by the fire? Okay, well, I'm not promoting the I'm not promoting it either. I was just saying that it's a possibility. It's interesting, yes. And I'm sure you're not the first one to, like, consider this suggestion. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to get back to my little scientific delve into lessening the alcohol flavor. Which, I mean, it's not, you know, some people like that little kick in general. But they don't necessarily like the taste of the alcohol. Or they really want to taste the coffee or something sweet or something sour, but they're not necessarily a fan of alcohol flavor. So these tips work for everybody, not just for people trying to mask the flavor of alcohol to get people happy. Anyway, my third tip, mask the alcohol with sugar. This seems obvious too, right? Yeah, it seems very obvious. Yeah. Alcohol tastes bitter, so sugar, sugar, sugar. The sweeter the drink, the more easy it is to mask. And for an example, how about a lovely ice cream cold coffee punch with alcohol? I made one today. I'm going to put the recipe up on the blog. It is delicious. I made a peppermint bark, sort of a milkshake with coffee with vodka in it, Hmm. garnished with crushed peppermint bark. You could use peppermint bark flavored coffee. I guarantee you this will be a hit for any party you go to. And it's sweet and it's creamy and it's delicious. Does sound good. Yeah. So the next tip is to make it sour. Again, this works. Yeah. Again, this works because the bitterness in the alcohol, the sourness is the opposite of the bitterness. Okay. So if you wanted to do this with coffee, something like the Turkish coffee sour recipe that I put up on the blog, Mm -hmm. it combines sour flavors with really strong coffee. And you can even increase the amount of lemon juice in that recipe until you balance those flavors just perfectly. So it might be not so thought of with coffee, but that Turkish sour recipe is really delicious. Interesting. I I mean, that does sound, it makes more sense now that you've explained it. Yeah. And so my last tip today is fat. You mask it with fat. And this, right. And this goes along. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It goes along with what I said earlier about sweet also, because coconut milk, cream, egg whites, 
Coconut milk has both fats and sugars. Ice cream, like I said before. And there's nothing like a boozy milkshake, of which we have many recipes on the blog. And I'm going to point you to this thin mint milkshake, which combines the thin mints with the ice cream and the chocolate sauce. And you can make it with or without the vodka, but I'm all about the vodka in this episode of the podcast. It works perfectly. You can decorate it. What a beautiful Christmas treat. And so there they are. Those are my ways to make delicious alcoholic coffee treats that taste more like the flavors and less like the alcohol. But I'm going to leave you with one final thought on my end, and that's always, always remember to drink responsibly. This is all in good fun. Once again, I'm not advising that we all get loaded and hang from the mistletoe. Unless, of course, hanging from the mistletoe appeals to you. And if so, I say, let your freak flag fly. Who am I to stop you? But don't drink and drive. Yes, no, I agree. Don't drink and drive. And also, I would say drink responsibly, especially if you're at a a family or a work event, because, you know, loose tongues, alcohol, problems later. Now, you don't want to ruin the holidays. You just want to kind of get through that one event. And I should say it's not good to give children alcohol. No, no, no. She's, you know, Even you know we're really joking. tempted. Yeah, yeah. We've all been tempted to but make the kids condom. But if they sneak condom. a little cup, I mean, who can, uh, you, know? you know, that it, it's not really your fault. I mean, if you happen to leave a small <laughs> cup right by the punch bowl and they go for it, you really can't blame yourself. I wanted to go back a little bit to the work thing and just say to everybody, this is a slow sip that Nicole was talking about. Yes. And if you're having the punch at a work party, you should always remember that two drinks should be your, your limit because you don't want to say something and then wake up the next morning and be like, was the boss in the room? What did I do? Yeah, no. When you go to a work party, like that coffee drink that you bring, that is your drink. <laughs> that's right. That is the drink. That's it. No more, yes, no less. It. But even these tips we gave you in the drinks that I mentioned, as I said earlier, good with or without the alcohol, good for any time, any drink. Check out the blog. There's tons, tons of recipes there for you to play with. And so I guess, guys, that concludes this episode and the series of Coffee with the Queen. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back soon and stay tuned. We may throw in between series uh, a special on the weird things that happen or have happened around coffee because we know that you guys enjoy those. We've seen from our numbers that you like coffee crime. So we might throw in a little Christmas present. So right now, this is the last episode in the series for 2021 and we'll be seeing you again in 2022. If you like this podcast, please let us know by giving us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Do you have any feedback or topics you'd like to discuss? We would love to hear about them. Please email us at infowiththequeenbean.com. Finally, if you would like to learn more about our coffee, please visit our website, thequeenbean.com. Wishing you all a wonderful, very Merry Christmas, very Happy Hanukkah, wonderful holiday season, and a Happy New Year. Big up Kwanzaa! And a very happy Kwanzaa. And we look forward to seeing you in the new year. Bye, guys. Bye.